proceed until apprehended. The Kissing with Confidence podcast. With Russell Wardrop, Kissing with Confidence founder and CEO. You must construct your keynote presentation with clarity, focus and power. And here's how you do that. Too many presentations have the audience working far too hard to understand what they are, where they're going, and what the purpose is. So clarity, focus, and power. If you look at uh, Gaudi's uh, Sagrada Familia, um, what a what an architectural marvel that is. And if you get the chance to go up to one of the big spires, it's quite scary and invigorating. Interestingly enough, the really big spire will not be completed for quite some time, and it's significantly taller than the ones you can see at present. But the most interesting thing about the Sagrada Familia for me is in the basement because that's where you see the foundations. And the foundations were created 100 years ago. 100 years ago, Gaudi and his, hopefully, some engineering pals decided that if they were going to build a 170-metre-tall tower, you would have to have foundations beneath it. So, you've got your ideas, your splattered ideas in the wall from your brainstorming. You've started to form them into groups. And really, honestly, three is a magic number. If you look at many, many presentations, you will quite simply see that they are three themes. And within those three themes, there are three sub-themes. And what that does is it creates a rhythm for your presentation. It creates, as I said before, a structure for your presentation. And it creates clarity for your presentation. You don't have to number the themes. You don't have to tell people there are three themes. You don't have to start with a summary of the three themes and end with another summary of the three themes. I will cover that. But certainly, for clarity, focus and power, three is a good number, but you can have four or five. So where you are at the moment is you have collected all your brainstormed ideas and you have distilled them into notionally a number of themes with your post-it pads or in your diary. And you haven't really worked on anything further to that. You might have started to think a little bit about how you connect emotionally. You might have a story as an idea for one of the themes. You might have started to think about some visuals for another one of the themes. And you might have some technical information for yet another of the themes. But you're starting to form some ideas. And what I would emphasize to you right now is don't concern yourself at the moment about how you're starting this presentation. Uh, don't concern yourself how it's finishing. Uh, and don't concern yourself with the middle. Concern yourself with strengthening the three themes that you have. Now, how do you do this? Those of you who are very experienced presenters will for um, low-level presentations or unimportant presentations or non-keynote presentations will probably do a lot of this in your head. For the keynote presentation, you're unlikely to do this in your head. It's too important. So what you will do with 
let's say your three themes, is start working into them one at a time. Now, you might again do this in your diary. You might do it in scraps of paper. But actually, this is where it can be a really good idea to turn the computer on. And the reason you turn the computer on here and start typing stuff up is because you can save old files and you can create new files and you can have your various iterations and different files. And also, obviously, you can cut and paste and change things very easily. And what I encourage you to do here is start working into your themes and from your brainstormed ideas, start collecting your thoughts and providing yourself with a little bit more focus on what you would actually say in each of those themes. Now, you'll appreciate if you've got a 15-minute keynote, you've got roughly three five-minute themes. If you've got a 45-minute keynote, guess what? It's roughly three 15-minute themes. You don't have to worry too much about that in the moment. It wouldn't be a disaster if one was 10 minutes and one was 20 minutes. But one way or another, you start working into your themes. When you're typing up your notes, don't make it look like a script. Use indent, use bigger spacing, use capitals, use bold. Make it look interesting, make it look more like poetry than prose. But essentially what you're doing in your construction phase is you are collecting these key strategic themes and you are strengthening them by putting more narrative in there and putting aspects, various aspects from the emotional connection that I discussed in another keynote. And you do that. You do it once. And after you've done it once, you might run it through in your head. And after you've run it through in your head, that will give you a sense of how long it is. It will give you a sense how it flows. Now, at the moment, you've just run it through in your head with the three themes as are written down in the paper. You don't have to keep those three themes in the order you've currently got them. And in fact, you probably shouldn't. And you might work on one theme at a time, one 15-minute or one five-minute section at a time. And again, bearing in mind, making the emotional connection is a good idea. How much technical information are you putting in? Well, go back to your analysis. What did you decide the audience wanted? Are they a very technical audience? Is it a daytime presentation where they're expecting a lot of technical detail? Or is it a keynote in the evening that is much more entertainment? That pushes into all of your decisions at the moment. But essentially, eventually, what you have are three themes about which you can speak for the right amount of time. Let's say it's a 15-minute keynote presentation, three five-minute themes. Now, where you are now is you've done your analysis. You know who the audience is going to be. You've anticipated correctly what they want. You've got a cracking topic for discussion. In my case, it was pitch perfect, what to do when Ted comes calling. And you have anticipated how you want the audience to feel in relation to your keynote presentation and the whole conference. You've then done all your divergent thinking. You've splatted the whole pile of ideas up against the wall, and then you've done some more, and you've got some personal data in there as well. And when you've started to put it together, this is now your second iteration, you have got three substantial themes that are strategic, that are interesting, and that you think fit the bill. But you do need to check. So at this point, go all the way back to your analysis and interrogate what you wrote down. The theme of the conference, the title of your keynote, the nature of the audience. 
what you expect and what the audience expects out of this keynote presentation. And then look at the three themes you've got. Are you delivering? Are you delivering on the promise that you made from the title of your keynote presentation to the detail you've got now? Because too often that doesn't happen. So before you go any further on your 15 further iterations, you do that check. And you do that check assiduously because so often we get too far away from our own presentations. You might also go back to your brainstorm notes because you might come up with some really good ideas. Now, how many iterations should you do? I like 17. I like 17 because I think it's a very attractive number and because it also implies you have to practice this. So in the construction phase of your presentation, in order to make this keynote extemporaneously delivered by you and effortlessly delivered by you, you simply have to distill it using your iterations so that when you stand up there, it's almost part of your DNA. And you do know where it's starting, where it's going and how you're connecting emotionally and very importantly, how you finish it, you can. You have to be able to escape from your own presentation because if you can't escape from your own presentation, the audience don't know when to applaud. Now, what happens during those iterations is you are not learning your presentation, you are distilling your keynote presentation. Your notes become more concentrated and smaller and at the same time, you are actively thinking about the various ways to connect with the audience. And here's the interesting thing. You've now done many iterations, many iterations, and you've realized that connecting with the audience emotionally is multifaceted. And PowerPoint and slides is only one of the five ways you can do that. So you've now got a presentation that you have constructed. It's got a bit of sense about it. You've got more iterations to do, You've got the creative ideas done, which you like. You might go back to them again. And in your analysis, you decided the purpose of this presentation, the title of it, and where it was going according to the audience you had in front of you. Not bad. Not bad at all. Proceed until apprehended podcast is produced by Kissing with Confidence. Find out more on our website at kissingwithconfidence.com.